If you would like to share the scripture that I feel like the Lord has placed on my heart, I'm going to ask you to turn over to the book of Galatians, chapter 6, and we're going to read one verse. Galatians chapter 6, and we're going to read verse number 9. While you're turning there, let me just make mention really quick. Uh, I am going to be out of town along with Houston next week, and uh, Sister Sandy is going to be speaking for us, and I know you will be blessed. Uh, Cody is going to be leading worship, and um, so I know you will enjoy the worship, enjoy the word, so I encourage you to come and be in prayer for us. We're going to be traveling down to Northern California on a quick trip, so, but we'll be back by the 21st. Actually, we'll be back, good Lord willing, on the 14th, but um, anyway, remember us in your prayers as well, all right? And put uh, next week on your calendar. Sandy will bless your heart. She always has a good word from the Lord for us. So Galatians chapter 6, verse number 9. Paul is the author, um, or I should say the Holy Spirit is the author. Paul is just the writer. So Paul writes, inspired of the Holy Spirit, And he says these words to the Galatian church and to us. And I feel like the Holy Spirit would like for us to really grasp what he's saying. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap. Everybody say, we shall reap. If... We faint not. Don't be weary in well-doing, because there is a due season, there is a payday someday, there is a due season, and we will reap if we do not faint. I'm going to title the message this morning, Get Up. And keep going. Bow your heads, if you will, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that you have graced us with an opportunity to be in the house of the Lord this morning. We are thankful, Father, for the presence of the Holy Spirit that we have felt as we have worshipped and as we have praised your name. We come to the reading of your word, the ministry of your word. And I would ask, dear God, that you would touch our hearts here today. Lord, I pray that you will give me clarity of thought, clarity of speech, inspire my words today, empower what is spoken by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I ask, oh God, that you would touch our hearts, draw us closer to you this morning. And Father, I pray that Jesus will be glorified, the people of God will be edified, and Lord, that we will be instructed in your word this morning. Bless me to be a blessing, anoint me and give me liberty in the house of God. And for all of these things, we will be grateful and we will be thankful, and everyone in agreement with that said, Amen. So get up and keep going. No doubt many of you have heard the old expression, if at first you do not succeed, 
I had a friend in high school, and I probably shared this with you at some point, but I had a friend in high school that put a new twist on that saying, and he said, if, you, if at first you don't succeed, give up and quit making a fool out of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> to my knowledge, he's still in school. <laughs> but the truth is, this morning, our failures play a part or a role in our success. The truth is that our failures are more often than not at least a sign of an effort. Can you say amen? amen. C.S. Lewis is quoted as saying, repeated failures are a finger post on the road to achievement. Colin Powell said, and I quote, there is no secret to success. Success is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from our failures. I would submit to you this morning that if we never fail, it is a sure sign that we are not doing anything. I would submit to you this morning that if we never make a mistake, it is probably a good sign that we have stopped breathing and we don't know it yet. <laughs> right? Because we all have at one time or another failed. But the fact is that we will often find that failure in spite of our best effort, we will often fail. But let me tell you, the question is not whether or not we fail or whether or not we fall, but the question becomes, and the question that has to be answered is, when we do fail, do we get up and keep going or do we quit? Do we pick ourselves up and move forward or do we just quit? The psalmist said in Psalms chapter 27 and verse number 13, the psalmist had moments when he felt like he had failed and felt like giving up. And he says in Psalms chapter 27 and verse number 13, I would have fainted. I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What was he saying? He was saying, I would have given up and quit unless I chose to believe in the goodness of God. I would have fainted, I would have given up, I would have quit. I would have quit unless I chose to believe in the gracious and the good character of a good God. He's saying I would have thrown in the towel unless I chose to believe that somehow, some way, God was going to make things turn out for my good. I would have fainted. Unless I believed, unless I chose to believe, unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
Beloved, let me tell you something. I can tell you from experience that, amen, over 30 years of ministry, there have been times, uh, amen, when the enemy has come at me at multiple directions, uh, amen, to bring discouragement and to bring opposition. There have been moments when critics were not so kind, and there have been moments when givers were not so charitable, and there have been moments when I have been ostracized uh, and marginalized and minimized. There have been times that I would have fainted and lost all hope if I had not determined to believe that somehow, some way, God was going to make a way. There have been moments in my life and times that I would have fainted and lost heart if I had not determined to believe that God had my back. Paul writes in Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 9 here in our text. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for we shall reap in due season if we faint not. I came to tell somebody this morning, don't give up. I came to tell somebody this morning, don't get weary in your well-doing. I came to tell somebody this morning, don't you dare get fatigued and worn out. Amen. Don't let the enemy cause you to become exhausted and battle weary. The Bible clearly declares that there is coming a due season if we fade not. If we do not get discouraged and if we do not throw in the towel, you may be here this morning and you have been feeling like it's time to quit, but I came to tell you this morning that victory does not belong to the quitter. Victory and success belong to those who get back up and keep right on going. Success belongs to the determined. Success belongs to those that keep getting right back up and keep trying again. But pastor, you don't understand how many times I've fallen. Get right back up and keep right on going. Keep right on working. Keep right on striving. Keep right on walking towards your purpose and your divine a will of God for your life. Galatians, we shall reap if we faint not. Another translation says, Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we'll reap if we do not lose heart. Another translation says, We'll reap in due season if we do not quit. If we do not quit, what I'm saying this morning, this, amen, and what I pray that we can, uh, the Holy Spirit will allow me to impart to you is that the Bible teaches if we will not give up, we will not fail. You may suffer some lost battles along the way. But I'm here to tell you, if you keep right on fighting and right on striving and right on working toward your divine purpose in God, then God is ultimately going to let you win the war. Amen. 
Let me just share with you this morning some facts. How many of you know who holds the NFL record for the most rushing yards in a career? There, there's my man right back there. He's a running back that played for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> hey, don't be bitter, brother. <laughs> 14 seasons. Emmett Smith rushed for 18,355 yards. And he became the all-time leading rusher in the NFL. How did he do it? He did it 4.3 yards at a time. Hello? Pastor, what do you mean? What I'm saying is he ran for 4.3 yards and somebody tackled him. He ran for 4.3 yards... And got knocked down. Oh, sure, there were times that he busted a run for 30 yards, but there were also some times when he lost yardage. But his average yard to gain was 4.3 yards. And he did it over and over and over and over again. 4.3 yards... Knocked down, got back up. 4.3 yards, got tackled, got back up. 4.3 yards, and got right back in the huddle. You hear what I'm talking about? Amen. If you want to succeed in life, then just keep getting right back up and going forward with God. Hmm. There are going to be some days when you feel like you have been tackled by circumstances. There are going to be some days when you feel like you have stumbled and fell in your trying to go forward. There are going to be some days when you feel like you have completely dropped the ball. There are going to be some days when you feel like you have fumbled the ball away. But if you do not quit and just keep getting right back up and keeping on going, you can end exactly where God wants you to be. You hear what I'm saying this morning? If we want to succeed, if we want to reap, if we want to have success, if we want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joys of the Lord, then we gotta be willing to get up and keep right on going. Amen. I put in my notes, we need to have some Timex tenacity. What do you mean by that, preacher? It means we got to learn how to take a licking and keep on ticking. Hello? I remember one particular game. And I'm not going to brag on my team. I'm going to brag on Brother, uh, Brother Tim's team. <laughs> but it's my team, too. <laughs> So I remember one particular game against the Giants. It was a it was a it, it was a playoff game. Emmett Smith dislocated his shoulder. 
he, he dislocated, and they were trying to get him off of the field and take him out of the game, and he would not leave the field. And they just kept feeding him the ball. And he just kept running, dislocated shoulder and all. And he would get up, and you could see the pain on his face. But they just kept handing the ball off to him, and he just kept right on running and kept right on working. Amen. Let me tell you, every day is not going to be an easy day. You're going to face some situations where you feel like you've dislocated a few things, but you're going to have to endure hardness as a good soldier and just keep right on striving and right on working and right on walking for the Lord. And ultimately, you'll come out on the other side the victor. Let me give you a few more examples. Michael Jordan, great NBA player, inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame. He was cut from his high school basketball team, but he didn't quit. Listen to what Michael Jordan says concerning his road to success, and I quote, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost over 300 games. 26 times I was trusted to shoot the game-winning basket, and I failed. He says, in fact, I failed Over my career, I failed over and over and over again, but I refused to quit. And ultimately, that is why I succeeded. Babe Ruth at one time held the record for the most strikeouts, but he also held the record for the most home runs. You know why? He just kept right on swinging. Thomas Edison, after yet another failed attempt at inventing the light bulb, he said, and I quote, I have not failed. He meant I have just found out 10,000 ways how it won't work. Hello? How many of you know he succeeded? What I'm saying this morning, amen, is no matter how discouraged we may become and no matter how tempted, uh, amen, we may become or we may be to quit or throw in the towel if we just get up and keep right on moving and striving and moving forward, amen, somehow, some way, God will make a way and we will reap in due season if we faint not. How many times have we been tempted to quit because we got discouraged? Amen. How many of you know that's, that's one of the enemy's tactics? He wants to cause us to become discouraged. Discouraged just simply means a lack of courage. We just give, we lose heart. We lose focus. We lose, we lose tenacity. We become discouraged. How many times has the enemy endeavored to discourage us? How many times uh, have we been tempted to quit because somebody criticized uh, us? Let me tell you, amen, amen. As a a preacher of the gospel, I'd have quit a long time ago if I'd have listened to everybody's criticism. I mean, we know most folks' favorite meal at Sunday afternoon and not chicken, it's preacher. 
<laughs> Hello? <laughs> How many times have we been tempted to quit because we ourselves messed up? And we ourselves blew it. Have you ever failed or failed at something so miserably that you felt like giving in? Have you ever been tackled, amen, by criticism? Have you ever, amen, given it your best and it just seemed like your best wasn't good enough? What do you do when you find yourself on the verge of giving up and giving in according to the word of God? You got two choices. You can give up and ultimately fail or you can get up and keep right on going and ultimately reap and ultimately succeed because God is on your side. Mm. Hallelujah. We shall. There ain't a lot of variation in that. We shall reap in due season if we faint not. The only thing holding back your harvest, the only thing holding back your success is that faint not part. If we faint not. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I am just going to keep right on swinging for the fence. I am just going to keep right on serving the Lord. I am just going to keep right on walking and talking with Jesus. I don't care what other folks say. I don't care what other folk do. I don't care what others around me might think. I'm just going to keep right on doing my thing and doing my thing for Jesus. And somehow, some way, on the other side, I believe that my God is faithful and I believe that God will give us harvest and success. Amen. Because he said so. Now let me give you some biblical examples. Moses, at the age of 40 years old in Egypt, he killed a man, <clears throat> fled to the backside of the desert, and was ready to just throw in the towel. And God showed up by way of a burning bush that wouldn't be consumed. And God spoke out of that burning bush and said, Moses, Go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And you know what Moses did? He got up and kept right on going. Elijah, great prophet of God, just called fire down out of heaven. Amen. And, 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 and put to, to shame the prophets of Baal. And then he heard that Jezebel was going to kill him. And he went out and sat under a Jupiter tree and said, all right, Lord, that's enough. Just go ahead and kill me. And you know what the Bible said? The Bible said that God visited him there under that juniper tree. And you know what Elijah did? He got up and he kept right on going. He ended up anointing his successor and another king after that. But he just kept right on moving forward. Peter, no doubt, Peter thought to himself after he had denied Jesus, not once but three times in one night. 
No doubt Peter felt like, that's it. It's over. I might as well throw in the towel. But you know what God did? Amen. God came down on the day of Pentecost and filled Peter with the Holy Ghost after he had repented of what he had done. And God used Peter to preach the first sermon to the church that was birthed on the day of Pentecost. Hmm. All because he got up and kept moving forward. Jesus, a prime example. Jesus did not stop in the garden when it would have been easier to call the whole thing off. He didn't stop when the Roman soldiers beat him mercilessly with a scourging whip. He didn't call 12 legion of angels uh, when all it would have taken was a whisper from his lips to command them to come uh, and deliver him. Uh, amen. He did not do so, uh, but he kept right on going uh, until he was at the cross uh, and said, it is finished. Uh, and they laid him in a borrowed tomb uh, and there they th found or there they thought uh, that it was finally over. But yet Jesus uh, on the third day got up and just kept right on moving forward with the plan of his father he kept right on moving and kept right on going forward the bible is filled with individuals that are an example of not giving up and quitting let me share a few of them with you this morning Jacob was a cheater, but he didn't quit. Peter had a temper, but he didn't quit. David had an affair and had a man murdered, but he didn't quit. Noah got drunk, but he didn't quit. Jonah ran from God. And God got his attention and he got up and kept going. Hello? Paul was a murderer, but he didn't quit. Gideon was insecure. Miriam was a gossiper. Martha was a warrior. Thomas was a doubter. Elijah was moody. Moses stuttered and Abraham was old and Lazarus was dead. And God still gave them the victory in the end. So what can he do with you if we faint not? What can he do for you if we faint not? What the Holy Spirit put on my heart for this service this morning is I came to tell you that you may have fallen, you may have failed, but get up. And keep moving forward. You will reap in due season if you faint not. I want to give you the history this morning of a man who kept trying when others might have given up. This particular individual that I want to share some of his history with you. If it had not been for this man, our nation would look very, very different today. So let me just share some of this man's personal history. At the age of 22, 
he failed in his first business adventure. At the age of 23, he ran for the legislature and was soundly defeated. Again, at age 24, another failed business. At the age of 25, he was elected to the legislature, a small measure of success. At the age of 26, his childhood sweetheart died, and he had to bury her and go on alone. At age 27, he had a nervous breakdown. Age 29, he was defeated for Speaker of the House. At age 31, he was defeated for Elector. At age 34, he was defeated for Congress. At the age of 37, he was elected to Congress. At age 39, again, defeated for Congress. At age 46, he was defeated for a seat in the Senate. At age 47, he was defeated for the office of vice president. At age 49, he was defeated for a Senate seat again, but he just kept right on trying. And at age 51, he was elected to the highest office in the land, and he became the president of the United States of America. Who am I talking about? I told my wife when I read over that, I said, I'm, I sure ain't talking about a guy named Lucky. <laughs> Hello? Who am I talking about? The 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. Wow, what a different place America would be if it hadn't been for President Lincoln. I'm here to tell you this morning, we may become discouraged, but don't give up. We may become weary, but don't give up. Don't be weary in well-doing. You will reap in due season if you faint not. Amen. Lincoln stepped into his destiny. How? By getting up and keeping on going. How did he step into it? By getting up and keep moving forward. Amen. If you're here this morning and if you are discouraged, I encourage you to keep on going. God has some good things in store for you. If you do not faint, if you do not give up, if you do not lose heart. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 13. <clears throat> Paul says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. How do we defeat discouragement? How do we defeat that tendency or that desire to give up? Here's how. Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, I love this, having done all to stand, stand therefore, what does that mean? It means square your shoulders, put on your big girl britches, pull your boots up by the bootstraps. Hello? Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Just keep right on standing. 
The enemy may have knocked you down and felt like he knocked you out, but get right back up and tell the enemy, you might have hit me with your best shot, but I am back on my feet. I am up again, and I am going to keep right on going forward. He said, have your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. Amen. What, what, the shield of faith. He's at the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Do you know what came to my mind when Georgia was talking about this guy that walked into Noah's room and said, you know, you're not going to withstand the storm? What a lie. Jesus was the one that stood up and said, peace, be still. And there was a great calm. He's the master of the waves, can you say? But, but you got to have that sword of the spirit to know how to defeat the enemy. Defeat the enemy with the written word. He said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Galatians 5 and 1 says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Galatians 6, 9, our text, don't be weary in well-doing because in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let me just share with you this morning in closing, the enemy would like nothing more than to discourage you because he knows if he can discourage you, he can steal your harvest. He knows if he can discourage you, he can thwart your success. He can keep you from becoming everything that God wants you to be. But I'm here to tell you this morning, don't be weary in well-doing. Get up. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. God will be there to help you. Bow your heads, if you will, please, this morning. Bow your heads, if you will, please, this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the promise of success, for the promise of harvest. I thank you this morning, Lord, for the promise that there is a due season for our blessing in this life. I thank you this morning, Heavenly Father, for the words, the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you have shared with us here today. If we have been tempted to give up, if we have been tempted to turn back, help us this morning to understand that there is a due season and we will reap victory and success are ours if we do not faint. Speak to our hearts here this morning. I ask and I pray in the name of Jesus and everyone said amen. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Is there one here this morning that would be willing to slip up their hand and say, Pastor Gary,
I needed to hear this message this morning. Yeah, God bless hands all over the building here. God bless your hands. The enemy would love nothing more for you to throw in the towel. The enemy would love nothing more for you to think that you can't make it. But the enemy is a liar. The Bible said that the truth is not in him. The truth is not in him. Whenever you hear the enemy telling you that you can't make it, you might as well quit. It's a lie. You can make it. God has ordained that you make it. There is a due season. There is a moment when you will step in to a greater realm of victory, a greater realm of success, arriving at your destiny in God. Don't give up. Don't give up. Let me pray for the hands that were lifted and that will have them come and sing. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for every hand. I thank you for every hand. Lord, those that feel like they have been on the verge of just relinquishing and get losing heart, I pray right now, God, this morning that you will supernaturally strengthen them. That you will give them resolve. That you will allow the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rise up within them. Look all of hell right in the eye and tell the enemy that no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I shall overcome, not by my might or my power, but by the Spirit of the living God. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. Hallelujah. Let a, let a surge of your Holy Spirit just flow through them this morning. We refuse to faint before we reach our harvest. We refuse to faint a lot. We refuse to lose heart until we walk into the perfect divine will of God. <coughs> In Jesus' name we pray. Touch every heart, touch every spirit, touch every individual here in this house. Strengthen them, anoint them, with an overcoming spirit and an overcoming power. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah.